Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What. Today we've got Namina on and she's a chemist. Hi Namina. Hi. How are are we today? Good, thank you. Good, it looks looks nice and sunny where you are. Yes, sunny Miami right here. Wow, it's uh, particularly grey in the UK today, so always a pleasure. We can send some sunshine your way. Yes, please do. Um, Namina, do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? So I am going into my fourth year as a PhD student. Um, I am studying to get my PhD in chemistry at the University of Miami. Wow. So how did this all come about then? Where does the passion for chemistry come from? Yeah, so I think I kind of stumbled upon a PhD. Um, I'm not sure. When I was younger, I just loved science and I think it was always a passion of mine. Um, But when I was younger, I did want to go into medical school and become a cardiologist. Uh, So when I went into my undergrad, I chose chemistry as my major just because I kind of enjoyed it. Um, And I thought it was going to be a good transition into medical school. But when I got into undergrad, I didn't truly enjoy the actual pre-med classes. So the classes outside of chemistry, like biology, um, anatomy and physiology, things like that. So then that's kind of when I tried to reevaluate what I wanted to do. And I did a few internships and I ended up doing an internship that um, helped me work in a research lab and work side along a grad student that was getting her PhD. And so that's kind of what really opened me up towards getting a PhD of my own. Um, So I went back and I did more research at my university and I truly enjoyed it. Amazing. So what is it about chemistry in itself that you really actually enjoy? So I think I really like chemistry because in my mind, I think everyone needs a chemist. So it's a really good um, field that lets me it's very interdisciplinary. So I can end up in any kind of field that I really want to, I can transition easily. Um, so I like chemistry just because it, it explains a lot of the basic things in life. So it explains like how your water is purified and how your nail polish works, just like everyday little basic things. And I think to me that it's like a little puzzle that you can put all together at the end of the day. Um, and I want to eventually transition into an engineering kind of field. Um, so I think that's, I think chemistry is a great aspect of it. Like you said, there's, there's so much you can do with chemistry and this, uh, even chemistry itself can be broken down so many things. You said you wanted to go into like, um, uh, chemical engineering. What, how did you want to go into that? And what does that sort of entail? Yeah. So, um, for me, so I would say my field is specifically nanotechnology. And so the, what I basically research is looking at peptide interactions with nanomaterials like graphene, um, and different nano nano sheets like that. And so it's a very new, I I wouldn't say new, but it's a very growing field of, um, I, I, not just chemistry, but just science in general is nanotech. And I think it's a great, Um, it's a great field to where I can do a lot more than just chemistry. So I make peptides. And so that's a lot of biology. And then I use a different kind of sensing, which is very engineering like. And so I think that's truly what made me like want to do nanotech is because I can wear many hats all at once. I don't have to just be an organic synthesis chemist. Um, And so that's kind of what I like a lot. 
I did a bit of a nano um, tech at uni as well, actually. Um, what, what, what do you want to sort of focus on? Is that like going into like medical um, devices and working on ways to help the body? Yeah, so that's um, that's one thing that my research can be used for. I, I don't think I really have a specific goal in mind. Most researchers, most chemists or PhD students, they want to solve one problem in the world or help solve it. For me, I think I'm very open to what I end up doing. Um, what I do now can be used for biosensors. So graphene alone can be used to detect different viruses such as COVID and things like that. Um, but what I wanna try to go into is maybe water purification and seeing different methods with um, purifying water because that's still a problem and an issue in the world today. I mean that's incredibly cool off the bat. Um, when you when you start talking about nanotechnology, my uh, my brain goes off into the realms of sci-fi and uh, and the applications that yeah, it could possibly exactly. lead to. But I mean, you're going into an industry that's only just beginning, so the possibilities are kind of endless as to what kind of industry you could go into, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of startups as well that uses this kind of technology. Um, so there's a lot of small businesses, small startups that do it as well. And do you think that's the kind of a space you'd want to go into? Because when I hear somebody uh, talking about studying chemistry, I always go straight to this sort of the big sort of pharmaceutical companies and think, you know, you want to go and work for one of those. But then, you know, you're making a really good point that actually chemistry doesn't actually have to involve that kind of work. It can it can be so many other things. Yeah, so I think... Um... I would be open to any of it, honestly. I would be open to working with pharmaceuticals. Um, but the only downside is the more you stay with the company, the more they end up putting you in a management role. So I want to join a company or join a role that lets me stay in the lab versus going to management. Um, so I think that's kind of where the struggle is. So I, I don't really have a preference as to where. I think startups would be fun because it's very... Uh, new and it's exciting a little bit more versus pharmaceuticals they have uh, deadlines and grants and things that they, you need to do but I do think that industry is going to be where I'm going to end up versus academia because that's the biggest struggle between PhD students is do you end up in industry which is the startups and pharmaceutical companies or do you go into academia to become a professor with your own research topic We've had quite a few people on from sort of scientific backgrounds or sort of uh, yeah, even history backgrounds uh, talk about academia um, and just how competitive it is and how different sometimes it can be to actually, you know, the practical applications of what you're learning. Um, is that why you'd prefer to end up in industry opposed to academia? Yeah, I think a lot of the chemistry research that happens in academia a lot of it is theoretical or it's the first kind of steps that will help like the engineers later on so a lot of the research that goes on in academia through my experience is very it's not applicable it can't be applied anytime any anytime soon so i would want to work to where what i'm making now will be used almost right away or has some kind of future in the moment there and so that's kind of what makes me want to do industry a little bit more. Not saying that academia doesn't have research that is applied, but industry seems like it has a little bit more. And for you, you know, learning and, and sort of applying these skills, have you noticed that there's a certain kind of personality trait that helps you to be a good chemist? Is it analytical skill sets or something like that? I would say... 
you need to be self-motivated. So I think the biggest, I would say, I don't think that there's a whole skill set that you need because there's chemistry in such a broad field. You can have computer skills and be a computational chemist, and then you can have no computer skills and just be a wet lab based chemist. So I think the biggest thing you really need to know is figuring out how to problem solve um, and being motivated to find and fix those problems. So a lot of the things like if something goes wrong, if the experiment doesn't work, you have to dig into the research yourself to figure out how to make it work and what to do differently and being okay with the rep repetitive process of failed experiments over and over and being basically able to push yourself through that. I think no matter what, you need that skill as a chemist. So as I mentioned, we've had a few sort of scientists of different backgrounds come on and they've all talked about um, the growing importance of being able to have uh, analytical skill set, whether that be coding databases or, or whatever. Um, is that something that you find in, in your PhD and in your field? Yeah, I would say it is. Um, there is a growing interest and it's mainly because I can run experiments all day, but I still have to analyze that data for it to be published into the, for the audience to read it. So there is a lot of um, programming that can go into play into analyzing the data a little bit better. Um, and so we also collaborate a lot with computational chemists. And so computational chemistry is a little bit different, um, but it is a, a form of coding. And they do simulations with, um, they can basically predict things that experiments can back up or and whatnot. So I think in the field of chemistry, it is transitioning into needing some sort of computational background. Um, and so for me, I haven't done any myself, but I'm able to, I took classes on it. And so I'm able to read and understand the data that comes out of it. So for somebody listening to this and thinking they'd like to get into chemistry, uh, you know, what's something they can do to help themselves stand out um, within the industry? Maybe it's developing that sort of analytical skill set and, and coding base, or maybe it's trying to get a placement somewhere. But what kind of extra things apart from their degree can people sort of look to do? I think getting involved in research. Um, and so if you're an undergrad, there is, even if you're in an undergrad that doesn't have PhD programs, there's still professors there that are conducting research um, and they will gladly take on your help into uh, doing experiments for them. And so getting into some sort of research experience at your undergrad is also very helpful. Um, that will help you stand out as if you're a part of a research project and you have that skill because taking the chemistry labs that is required for your degree, a lot of those are set experiments that you know what the outcome is going to be and you know what to do and it's repeated every time versus when you're doing research, you have to think about it yourself and you have to figure it out on your own. So that helps. Um, you stand out a little bit more of having that experience already. And it not only helps you determine whether or not that's really what you want to do. Uh, being in a research, you're in a lab for hours at a time and you really have to enjoy it to continue. And so if you get that research ahead of time, you, it helps you figure out if that's really what where your passion is and what you want to do. Are you uh, required as a PhD student to um either lecture or teach or help with um, marking students' work. Do you have to get involved with any of that at your university? Yeah, so at my university, um, and it varies on university and depends on the funding, but most PhD students are, uh, through chemistry are funded 
So the tuition's not only, it's paid, but I also get a stipend. And that stipend usually comes from being a research assistant, which is what I am currently now. Um, so I solely work in the research lab and the research I do is for my degree. But I have also done teaching, I, teaching experience. So I was a teaching assistant. So I basically taught the gen chem labs at the university for the undergrads. Um, I've also done uh, kind of research-based labs and I've done organic chemistry. So that all is research experience that, or teaching experience that you get as a student, but it all depends on funding. I know some don't have to teach at all because their lab is well-funded and they don't need to. Um, so it all kind of varies. How was that for you? Because obviously, I suppose if you're going for a PhD, that's maybe not the first thing you think of. I've got to now teach an undergrad class or something. Um, how was that for you for the first time? I think I'm a little different story because I took a gap time between my undergrad and graduate and I was actually a math teacher at a local private school. So I actually had a teaching experience before graduate school. Um, but I do think it helps build your knowledge on chemistry alone. When It's different when you have to teach it to others versus you learning it on your own. So I do think it makes your knowledge a lot stronger, even if you don't want to end up in teaching later on in life. Um, but it was a little bit of a learning curve um, because it's a lot of grading all at once, which is honestly a lot. You have to grade lab reports constantly and they're a few pages long. So it's a lot of work, but it is very fulfilling when you actually help teach the students um, chemistry. I think we kind of touched on it earlier with, uh, you know, the applications of chemistry and, and all the startups around it. And it's a very exciting space. But for you, what's sort of the biggest positive um, for working in the, uh, the chemistry sort of industry? Um, I think it's a... Going back to kind of what I was saying is that the positive side is that even no matter what science field you're in, there's always a chemist that's needed. So if you want to be an environmental um, and you want to do water purification, there's always a chemist. If you want to do space, if you want to go into the space industry, there's a chemist there that helps figure out the chemical compositions on Mars and things like that. So I think that's the positive side is that it's it's very tr easy to transition into something that you're passionate about because you can use your skills of chemistry into your passion and on the uh, flip side of that what would be some less favorable aspects of this industry um i think it's a very selective uh, field as well and so since chemistry is so broad majority of the times you kind of find your own path and you kind of stick to it and so it's hard to transition into other fields without doing like a heavy um, research into their literature, if that kind of, so I, I've gone to conferences and I've watched lectures on something that's completely different than my own. And sometimes I don't understand it because it is so far different, even though it is chemistry, if that kind of makes sense. That's kind of, you know, for, for me, who's probably uh, stopped studying chemistry at GCSE in the UK, um, you know, that kind of blows my mind that there are so many different parts to chemistry and that you, you know, you're doing a PhD in chemistry and you sometimes don't understand another part of the industry. Um, so there's definitely a place for everyone with different interests to, to fit into the industry, right? Yeah, of course, exactly. And what would be something that's probably not in a chemist's job description, but something you have to deal with every day? 
like you mentioned with teaching, um, that's usually not in. So even if you're not actually physically teaching a classroom, you're training and you're mentoring others, um, especially when you're working with someone from a different field. So we have engineers come in and I have to teach them chemistry things. Um, so I think that kind of aspect of uh, mentoring and guiding is not it's usually something new that people have to experience, but also a lot of um, like when an instrument breaks, you have to figure out how to fix it. And that is something that I was not looking, I did not expect is when an instrument breaks, I have to be the one to fix it. So even though I'm just a chemist and I do all just like chemical reactions, I have to figure out how to fix the instruments when they break on me. So it's a little bit, I put my engineering hat on for that. And if you could go back before studying uh, to be a chemist to learn a skill um, that you use now, but probably didn't expect to be using, what would that skill or talent be? Uh, definitely writing. So you think of chemistry as being like math. You're, you're going to calculate things and you're going to do reactions and you have to understand the chemistry. But there's a lot of writing and reading that goes into it. And it was something that I wish I did a little bit more of because it takes a long time to read through an article and truly understand it. And then even though, even once you get all your results in um, ready for publication, you have to be the one writing the paper. So it is a lot of writing, even though it's a very strong science field. And I, I would say that that's for most science fields as well. There's a lot of writing goes into it. And uh, well, we found you um, on Instagram by coming across your Instagram profile. And it, it is great. There's like, you know, loads of great posts about what you're doing and um, some, some of the projects you worked on. Um, is that something that you're really enjoying, sort of almost becoming a bit of a science communicator? Yeah, I really enjoy it. And I think it's mainly because there's so many people out there that don't know what goes into being a chemist. And especially with what um, has been going on with the pandemic, having that accessibility to uh, that knowledge is is really nice for others to have. And so I have really enjoyed it in the science communication part because I can understand all the chemistry and I can understand the hard topics. But if I can't simplify it and say it in a way that someone that doesn't study my field can understand it as well, then that's kind of the whole point of it. Um, is why we do research is so we can help others with what we do. It's not solely just for us. And so I think that's where the science communication, it's helped me a lot with just being able to tell people what a chemical reaction is and what a polymer is and different things like that and how it can be found in everyday uh, uses. In the UK, there's quite a big push to try and get um, girls into uh, STEM subjects. I was wondering, is there something similar out in the US? I would say so, and it's a lot of, um, it's, it's, so for me, I never thought that chemistry or science in general was a field I could get into because I didn't see any role models like my, I couldn't see myself in those roles because all what was on TV were the math scientists or the Bill Nye kind of um, characters. And so I just thought it was such a far away field. And so I think, exposing girls to science and STEM in general is very beneficial because there is no one out there that will show them that it's capable other than women that are already in STEM. And so there is a little bit push for that um, to even just expose them and to realize that science is cool and that it's fun. I think that alone is enough for girls to keep interested if they really do like it. 
And would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now? I think so, of course. Um, I think I would change a few things. I think um, I would. But you say that all in hindsight. Um, I think not spending so much time on other classes that didn't benefit me would have been beneficial. But I still would have. There's a lot of things that I think women in science and STEM go through um, in general that it can be um, it can take a toll on your motivation of whether or not to continue. But I think I would still do it because if uh, it, it's truly what I love and I enjoy, so everything else can kind of will fall, eventually fall into place. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Namina, and telling us all about your career and, uh, and what you're doing. And I think it's really inspirational. And I love your uh, your Instagram page. So keep keep up with that as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, where can people find your Instagram page and anything else you're doing? Yeah, so my Instagram page is a piece of chemistry. That's P-I-E-C-E. -E. Um, and so I basically, I'm solely on chemistry or on Instagram on this. Um, I basically post the little chemistry you can find in everyday life, but I also try to post about the PhD journey um, and kind of what I have gone through. Um, but that's about it. I just have the Instagram. Amazing. Thank you again for your time. Thank you so much.